Hello and welcome to Hush Blackwell's Labor Law Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Godar, and together with my Hush Blackwell colleagues and thought leaders from around the country, we will discuss and explore the ever-changing issues in the world of labor law. President Biden promised to be the most pro-union president ever, and he is fulfilling that promise. The next four years promises to be a wild ride, so buckle up and join us on the Labor Law Insider Podcast. Welcome back to the Labor Law Insider Podcast. I am really excited to be joined by Rafino Gaetan, my colleague and friend who practices out of our Houston Hush Blackwell office. Recently, Rafino and I talked about resolutions to maintain a union-free status and spent a few times on a couple of resolutions, uh, partly training our supervisors and also reminding um, employers and our friends that listening is a really important art in the area of maintaining a pro-employee shop. Today, we're going to explore a couple of more resolutions with Rufino, and so let's get started right away. Well, there's an old saw that you're um, given two ears and one mouth, and you have to listen. So let me try on with your wonderful um, last statement, this uh, segue, to another uh, potential resolution. I resolve to spend the next six months listening to my employees, offering them opportunities for critical input, um, uh, offering them opportunities to suggest changes and improvements to their workplace, to their compensation to the flexibility they enjoy, and to the overall employee engagement, and to respond to that input. Is that realistic? Is that a resolution that somebody can make? Or is that like saying, I resolve to bring world peace? (laughs) Well, no, I I think it's a very realistic um, resolution. And not only is it realistic, but I think it's also necessary. Um, You know, I... When I advise clients during um, union organizing drives, one of the talking points that is very common in in all of these drives is this idea that if you bring in a union, you're bringing in an outside party and we no longer have this direct relationship with you as our employees. If I want to, if you come to me with, you know, seeking an exception to any sort of a policy, it's not something that I can automatically give you because I know it's what you want and it works for us. I have to make sure that your union is on board with that exception as well. And it doesn't create problems for us on the, on the union front. When you as an employer have already created a culture where employees are free to come to their supervisors, discuss problems, concerns, uh, provide feedback on how to improve, you know, safety or employee morale, all of those things. You have that culture. That talking point really hits home. And it's a talking point that it's not even really a talking point, right? You're just pointing out to employees, here's what you stand to lose if you do introduce a third party into this discussion. That, from my perspective, is one of the most effective ways to push back on union organizers. It's one of the most effective ways of keeping them from coming into your workplace to begin with, because most employees who feel like they are valued and feel like they have true opportunities to improve their own lot in their workplace 
are much less likely to want to rattle that dynamic, right? So they want to keep the status quo. The status quo is going to be good for them. They don't know what a union might actually do necessarily and, and how it might change that dynamic for, for better or for worse. So, you know, keeping that uncertainty uh, uh, in that employee's, uh, you know, top of mind, essentially, I, I think goes a long way to keeping union organizers out of out of your workplace because, you know, happy employees don't necessarily need and, and, and usually don't want a third party to interfere with their relationship with their supervisors. I had a, a client that was um, uh, union unionized and the CEO determined there were probably 200 employees that on a random basis, she would go and have lunch with three employees or something like that um, every two weeks and just lunch. There wasn't an agenda. And it was just allowing the employees to have access to the CEO to talk. And guess what? 18 months later, there was no union. The um, ability for employees to say that senior level management is engaged in listening was a huge part, I think, of the message that that luncheon uh, shared. Let me, uh, let me round this out with just one more resolution. There could be others, but much of what we're talking about is the same. But this one's sort of a blocking and tackling resolution, which I think, especially with the changes that we're seeing through the changes at the NLRB, is probably essential for all of our clients. So let me try it on and see if you agree. I resolve to review my employee policies and handbooks and to make sure they do not run afoul regarding the new employee confidentiality, communications, and discipline standards now being enforced by the National Labor Relations Board. Employee handbooks are, you know, one of the most, if not the most important document that an employer can have. It, it actually is a form of communicating with your employees. And the most important thing is, you know, it, it, it may not even require that you make any changes, but I always recommend annual reviews of employee handbooks and, and workplace policies. For one, you want to make sure that they're still accurate, right? So there's nothing worse really than putting out a policy that doesn't actually get followed in, in practice. So if you've got one of those that comes up over the course of a year, now is as good a time as any to go back and look at it and say, hey, this isn't actually what we're doing. Let's revise the language so that it reflects the reality and, and it keeps employees you know, informed and well-informed about what your policies actually are. The other point, which is that what I think the premise of, of the question is, you know, is everything in there still lawful? And as we've learned, you know, whether it's, um, you know, equal employment issues or harassment type issues, um, you know, the NLRB standards are changing constantly um, from one administration to another in, in recent years. Do you have any concerns about the legality of any of your policies? And if you do, well, then this is, a, you know, the time to make those revisions as well. Sometimes, and a lot of clients fall into this category as well, you realize that you have a potential issue, but you're willing to take that risk. And as long as you're taking those risks informed of the potential consequences, then that's okay too. And, and you know, but at, at least you're doing that with all of the information that you need at your disposal um, to maintain that policy as is. 
Yeah, we've talked about this, obviously, in some of our other Labor Law Insider podcasts, that uh, an employee policy, employer policy as simple as you may not share wage information with your coworkers, not only um, is probably unenforceable under the NLRB, but might be seen as just merely being included as a ULP feeding all sorts of resources to a, uh, a union that's working on organizational efforts, even though it's never been enforced. <laughs> no one's ever really cared. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of cleanup can be uh, important, even if it doesn't seem terribly relevant um, at a given moment. Down the line, it can be terribly important. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I know that um, you'll be joining me as long as well as other um, thought leaders from around the country, both inside and outside of Hush Blackwell for Labor Law Insider podcasts down the line, where we talk about some things that are meatier, perhaps, or perhaps uh, more topical. Uh, but I don't know that anything can be more important than some of the basic listening, sharing, treating people with respect, making sure that your handbooks and policies are up to snuff legally. Uh, I think this is good stuff. And I bet you that a number of our uh, listeners will go back and say, I think that we could probably stretch a little bit and do a little bit better on these resolutions in 2023. Rafina, final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't have said it better, um, Tom. It's really all about getting the basics right creating that solid foundation for your workplace standards and um, making sure that your managers and supervisors understand what your goals are as an organization when it comes to dealing with employees and how to treat them. And then everything else, you know, all the sort of minutia and the details, the day-to-day -day stuff, it will all fall into place if you have that solid foundation. And that's what I, I think this is all about. Terrific. I'd love it for any of the listeners to uh, drop a line to Rafino or me uh, or the Hush Blackwell lawyer that you might work with saying, hey, this is how I use some of the information from the podcast. And of course, share this with others as you go along. That's how we can share the good news in 2023. Rafino, thank you so much uh, for laying aside uh, an hour or so for this and uh, preparation for the time that we spent uh, live online. And uh, we'll talk to our listeners again soon. Take care. 